0: So our next guest is an amazing, amazing, amazing woman who I truly love and of uh, have um, been connected with her for for a while now. And she's a big supporter of Girl Talkie Moss And uh, we appreciate Natalie for, for everything that she, she does and her in her comments and her sharing and just being... Um, a part of our Empowering Amigas. If you guys don't know who Natalie Torres-Haddad is, she's an award-winning author, International Latino Book Awards of 2016 for her book that she published, Financially Savvy in 20 Minutes, which is also her podcast. (laughs) And um, she's such a great person and she's super smart and she has the greatest tips. She shares them on her YouTube all the time. If you guys are not following her, you can follow her on Instagram at latina. So Girl Talkie Mas wants to welcome Natalie Torres Haddad to our show. Yay, I'm so excited to be here. It's not every day that we get to talk to a person who officially has been on TED Talks. So, you know, we are just truly honored. So thank you for being here with us, Natalie. We really appreciate it.
1: Oh, thank you. It's an honor to be a part of this. I've been listening to you ladies like I feel like my girls are talking to me and when you were talking to Crafty Chica, and all, this, is, this is such a great podcast. So I, I,
0: I appreciate you having me on too. And, uh, and, and, and I appreciate the love. <laughs> that means thank you. We appreciate it. So I know in your story and I, your story is so moving. I want to say that I think I cried. Like three or four times in between your TED talks, like when I when I watch it, mm-hmm. it's like I I get teary eyed, I get emotional, and you you share so much, and and you're just so so real and so authentic to when you're talking about everything. Um, it's 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 kind of hard not to be you know engaged and pulled into your to your story. But I know that you said you had a happy childhood growing up, and then all of a sudden when the LA riots happened, everything changed. Tell us how it started from that point on.
1: You know, that's a question I'm getting often now because it, it, I guess it's becoming not only because we just had the, I think it was the 25th anniversary last year. Right. Um, but as an adult, we start to really uh, become more aware of why we become a little hesitant or why we become so involved in our community. And because of something that horrific happening in our own neighborhood mm-hmm. I think that's something that resonated with me obviously why I am the person today because of it because I grew up in a neighborhood where you know a lot of our familia was there you know like our neighbors were my grandparents my aunts down the street like we mm-hmm. were so such a, a tight tight close family um, and the fact that we lived in a really small neighborhood within Inglewood within LA County which is the LA area as well um, which is for those that know South LA it's like lower part of it and Mm-hmm. um my parents, my entire family, including myself technically I was a baby, fled from El Salvador during the Civil War so wow. in our family it's like, okay, now you're dealing with this as a kid and um how that really changed the way I look at the way it was affecting us personally mm-hmm. it was you know, you see people that were already trying to be struggling you know to get by or just just making ends meet mm-hmm. and now our entire world was pretty much changed. Um, as far as for me, I was pulled out of my own public school. Our schools are being closed down. You know, they talk wow. about lockdown and all this. Um, and my parents were like, we gotta send you to a private school and ended up sending me further away, you know, and having to drive and making all these additional sacrifices. Because um, they were afraid of what that might ha- what might happen to us as as, as kids in a public school. Um, okay. Wow. In 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 a, in a nearby public school near our home down the street. So I lost all my friends functionally. Um. And when you go to a private school, for those that don't know, oh, those yeah. are usually kids kids that go to school start from kindergarten all the way till twelfth grade. Or you know even if you go to high school to mm-hmm. you know, kinder to eighth. So now myself and one other friend who was also from the area that I was in Lenox, um, we're newbies mm-hmm. and they're like, why are you transferring a- in sixth grade? You know, when, you know, most of us start kindergarten. So, and you're now surrounded by like somewhat wealthy families. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a, that was a real rude awakening kind of like, oh, not everyone struggles the way like my parents do working full-time jobs, sometimes twice, you know, two jobs a day. Yeah. And, Cause it's
0: all you saw. Um, it's all you knew.
1: Absolutely. So that was one form of it. And then also it kind of, I look back and, and the way I am now and the way that I meet more and more people that were affected by it is where I go, no wonder we're like the community advocators. We're the ones that are, you know, speaking up for those that feel that don't have the rights, don't have the voice. And I have so many privileges that I know I am so lucky to have as far as a college education,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, the work experience and everything that comes with that too, that I feel it's, and and I'm a citizen too. I didn't become a citizen since I was 13. So the fact that everything that's going on right now in in our nation is not only alarming, but it's it's more of a reason why I'm like people like me need to be able to
0: speak up for those that are afraid to or don't know how to. So yeah. Wow. Oh um, my gosh. So, so that brought on your financial literacy. I know, I know you mentioned you tried to help kind of made your, your point to try to help people that needed the help during that time.
1: Yes, so it's very common, especially amongst Latino families or first-generation stud- college students. Yeah, um, you know, dealing with those struggles. And I won't recap so much that they could watch the TED Talk, but what yes. I think most families can start off with, which which you just said, is, you know, having that conversation or being even to allowed to talk about that. That's what I really liked about your podcast is the fact that you you're layering talking about some of these taboos that within our cultures might be something that we see as taboos and it shouldn't be. Right. Um, And, you know, you know, we should be talking about money. People always say it's not good. I'm like, no, that's the opposite. If we talk more about this within our own cultures, it can be a lot easier to um, to face some of these situations as far as like, hey, how am I going to plan for college? How am I going to plan to to move out on my own? Or how am I going to be able to to succeed and and get some of these goals that I want taken care of, basically. Um, Mm -hmm. but if I don't have the financial means, so for those that maybe have a family or have kids or, or yourself, you know, learning what, what financial literacy means, you know, like in my Ted talk, I talk about, I call it as a foreign language because it is something that is, it's going to take time. It's not something you learn overnight. And, and it's an evolving language. Um, whether you're buying your first home, whether you're paying your student debt or trying to figure out how to, you know, figure out what your next step will be financially, it's going to take time and it's something that you have to do every day. Um, and so the simplest thing that I always say is like, Hey, give yourself 20 minutes out of the day that you're going to dedicate yes. towards that. So yeah. um, that's, you know, that's probably how I came up with my book. I'm like, Hmm, financially in 20 minutes, what can I give people 20 minutes that they need to walk wow. away? So for those that are like college students or just dealing with student debt, mm-hmm. um, having a balanced, balanced life and still not having that frustration or the overwhelmed feeling or, feeling challenged right of like oh that that it's always thinking in the back of your mind you're like oh i have this debt i have to pay especially when it's not something tangible like a house or a car mm-hmm. the the best thing i can say is to reward yourself still like having a normal life meaning f- figure out those balance you just said oh i like to buy shoes and that's okay too is learning just how to set those boundaries and say okay how many pairs of shoes can i really buy this year mm-hmm. and those other that that amount of money that you probably would have spent on clothes or something else put that towards your student debt and you know put that towards a savings account put that towards investing in something um so if you can manage to cut little pieces here and there instead of like going cold turkey i think the worst thing that someone can do is i'm going to keep all my receipts for the month and figure out what i have there okay tomorrow i'm going to set a budget on how much money i can actually spend to go out next week you know to take say if you're going to go meet colleagues or friends you know if you're still in school too how are you going to meet up with some friends and say you know what maybe i'm going to take cash And $30 is my limit to spend instead of, you know, open, open tab. Don't do that. Right. So these little, these little tips are um, so crucial. And and obviously for your listeners, I'd be happy to send them all that, that information, especially for those that are dealing with the student debt, because that's something we are seeing more and more um, Latinos, more um, graduate students too. I mean, they're facing six figure debt. And and let alone if they don't have a job right away, that that can be a lot of frustration and overwhelming feelings. So, and luckily nowadays there's more and more content that's being created to make it fun at least that's one of my goals too within you know like the different channels like YouTube channel and yeah. I'm loving collaboration. your collaborations. By
0: the way, that you're <laughs> you've been sharing, like like when you went on jury duty and stuff, I was like, this is such a great idea. <laughs> thank you, thank you,
1: and, and I appreciate you saying that. But it's it's true because it's kind of like these are the little things that we don't know how much money we're spending on. So like yeah, that jury duty one was like coffee coffee spot that you're going to be stuck at for the whole day until you get called. Might as well right. make the most of it and not spend more money at mm-hmm. the vending machine or you know whatever it might be. Um, so there is more content, especially for kids, that not enough unfortunately and not enough spanish so that's something i'm working with a few people to collaborate on doing spanish um because if if you i don't know how for you ladies probably similar where it's like you come from a home where it's like there might have been bilingual you know we're bilingual speaking spanish and english you're learning a language and then you're also trying to learn new terms and financial literacy is just that how do you you know translate you know, return on income to your parents, or, you know, what does ROI mean? And and what do these acronyms mean? And how do you translate that to Spanish or vice versa? So being able to have these conversations with our kids, with our parents, um, can make it a little bit easier, just learning a vocabulary every day, because it doesn't need to be as overwhelming as it sounds. sounds, And trust me, there's days where I'm like, But if I say, you know what, if I'm going to learn five words today, perfect. And nowadays, I feel like I meet more and more people that are like, oh, yeah, I do. I do a side hustle or, Mm -hmm. you know, I I work part time doing something where I'm like, cool. That's part of your part of hopefully your homework that you're going to be saying, you know what, every day I'm going to learn at least five new vocabulary words because that's what's going to help me grow my business. You as podcasters know that, too, right? You're learning new new terms that podcasters use that you're like, oh, I would have never known what that meant until you actually learn to to Mm -hmm. use that lingo. Um, Yeah. And just not being able to talk about it. Like even with your girlfriends, start having those conversations of like, Hey, you know, how much are you charging for this? Or how much did you get charged for this? Um, Because then we can really start to feel a little bit more comfortable about feeling overwhelmed and ashamed. And that's, that was my biggest thing in my TED talk. I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to share some of my most difficult experiences. But I wanted the person that was watching it to say, to feel that they're not alone and that they're not in debt forever and that you know things will get better it's just understanding that it's not completely your fault either
0: <laughs> yes and you did exactly that like i said if you guys haven't watched natalie torres that that's ted talks yet you guys need to go over to tech talks on youtube and check it out because like i said i connected with it so many different times
1: thank you so much I, I, i'm gonna have to send you this this link as you're saying this because i'm getting teared i just listened to you oh. to say that it, it means a lot to me to hear that that obviously obviously i was For me, so I kind of give you a little background before the TED talk, and I think this is um, this is something I haven't you know talked about in in podcast, but I think this is why it's important to, like you just said, acknowledge our ancestors, acknowledge Mm -hmm. our moms, acknowledge our parents, you know, for everything they've done. Because um, I was like nervous to, I you know, when when you're formulating your talk, you're like, okay, how am I going to close this? And I had a coach, and you know, had you know people that were working with me, but it was that where I was thinking, how can I really put homage to what what i was you know mentally going through during my before the like what my ted talk was about and um recently a couple months not even uh a week before i got the offer for the ted talk my grandmother passed away unexpectedly Mm so um but you know it's i kind of see it where i kid you not that same day and i told my mom it was like the weirdest thing when i got the call because i knew one, I, knew, I thought it was going to be my grandfather, who's 96. And unfortunately, we would have been waiting, you know, like if he's in that place where it's going to happen soon. So yeah. when I got the call, I thought it was about him. Fortunately, it was my dad's mom, my grandmother, who unexpectedly passed away from a heart attack. And I told her, oh, my God, this morning, I had no idea why, but I wrote, we are ancestors' wildest dreams. Mm. And it made me think, oh, my <laughs> God, she must have already, she must have already passed that morning, you know what I mean? And it obviously she had. And so, oh. um, so later on, I think when I was, you know, practicing my speech, I wasn't going to mention anything about her or even use that at the end. But I kind of, I felt especially in the auditorium that we were, Mm -hmm. you know, my closing, Mm -hmm. I I practiced in different things that I would say, but at the very end, I just their energy was there. And I felt, I felt like I felt her presence, I felt her guidance. And I did say that where I was kind of like, you know what, it's not even about me or what my depression was, or what Mm -hmm. I went through, or what this person might be feeling. But the fact that I've had all these amazing opportunities because of what our ancestors have done. And she was obviously that for me too. Mm -hmm. Um, and we know that within our families, our cultures are so strong about like, Oh my God, everything that we have is because of them. And so for those that are dealing with depression or feeling overwhelmed by debt, I'm like, remember that, that this is temporary. And remember that you have so many more opportunities still. Yeah. And so Somehow I, I look back and I'm like, God, this, you know, these last six months have been very challenging for that reason too, because you know, the mourning of 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 a, a loved one like that. Yes. Um, But it allowed me to also be really vulnerable and, um, you know, I tried my best not to cry and you know, it, and, but I still wanted to be authentic, you know. So. Yes. That,
0: I mean, it, it connected oh, with me because you. you said I you you know how proud she is of you and that like, oh, that got me, that really got me oh. because I because I know that feeling. I think the same way about my grandmother, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I felt that, so, when you said that line, I was just like, that connects to us as our culture, it connects to us, you know, that we need to stop and, like, think about it in that sense, you know, because they had it harder, and and look how far they came, you know, look at, look at the, look how many years they lived, and they, they, you know, and they made it through harder times than we're having right now, you know, no matter what's going on, so, it's kind of like, you know, And don't feel, and that's one thing I
1: love what you're saying is, is, yeah, we have to remember what they went through. But I also feel like, you know, kind of sharing that, and obviously you're sharing that, like I could tell the emotional side that you have the connection with your grandmother. It's Mm -hmm. that, you know, what we go through is real. And so if people become a little bit more compassionate when, yeah, when someone is talking about student debt or the frustrations of not finding a job or the frustrations of, you know, how are they going to balance a normal life and still have you know student debt behind them i think it's so important that we all say oh you know what we all need each other's help and mm-hmm. you know being able to talk about our money talk especially women particularly i think it's so crucial at this time um you know obviously we get paid less we get yes. less promotions um mm-hmm. we have less opportunities even just that ted
0: talk ladies this episode of Girl is brought to you by coca-cola you know what, Kenya? The holidays always find a way to bring us together. I totally agree with that, Marissa, because honestly, whenever like I think about Coke and the holidays, it just reminds me of like me going to Mexico to visit my grandparents in the ranchito in Sinaloa. And every holiday, my grandma would be like... Kenya, me a coquita de vidrio de la tienda. You know those stores, like they're like little mm-hmm. stores in la, in las stores. casitas, yeah. <laughs> and they have the Coca Cola fridges and stuff. It was just so funny. It's just a throwback. I just feel like Coca Cola pairs perfectly with every holiday and get together. There, you know, like you just feel at home. Definitely enjoy the real magic of the season by surrounding yourself with good friends and family, delicious food, and of course, an ice cold Coke.
1: It was such an eye-opener being, um, it was in Davenport, Iowa. So I was uh, one of three three people of color, meaning Dr. Saeed. I forget exactly where he was from. And um, she was, who's the other lady? Uh, She's African-American and myself, the only Latino, all of them. um, We're all American, of course. But the fact that, my audience wasn't people that looked like me. The only person mm. that I knew, luckily <laughs> my, my, my brother surprised me and flew out and he was on the wait list to get in. So luckily he got in. The fact that I didn't know if people would really get my references or even feel me, or you can't really see people in the audience no. either because mm-hmm. there's a, the, the light, so you don't see anyone. And there was times where I was thinking, God, is anyone feeling what I'm feeling? Or cry. But I didn't care either because I felt I was in the zone, but I couldn't yes. see people's faces until after, oh my God, women were coming up after me. People people uh, were like, were tell- this one lady, I remember her. She used have yeah, been yeah. like my mother's age and came up to me and hugged me and said, oh my God, I went through a very similar situation crying. A lot of people are crying at different <laughs> points. And there was one lady that said, she goes, you made me cry about financial literacy. And I was like, yes, I know. That what was my meant. goal. <laughs> <laughs> like I want you to care
0: yes that
1: that, you know and and she was a very educated i think her husband or yeah both are doctors and she's herself very educated as well and i'm like yeah if we if we all care about it for those that don't know financially even if you do um it affects all of us in our community so it's really important that we start um advocating for it in our schools in our work in our workplace um that's ideally how i you know honestly that i started getting work is Companies are like, we need someone to be able to teach these new mm. hires on how to deal their money and deal with their debts. I appreciate you saying all of that because it means, I'm like, yes, my
0: hint that totally gets me. Yes, we do. So Natalie, <laughs> tell our, our listeners how they can contact you if they have any questions and where they can listen to your TED Talks and, and any information in of your book or anything like that that you can share so that so that they can contact you.
1: Oh, I love it. I would love to be back, too, because I know there's, like, so much we can talk yes, about. Yes, so we like, will you know, have
0: you back again. I <laughs>
1: There is, um, yeah, exactly, right? There's just so much we can chat. But um, yes. I appreciate this podcast because it, it brings women... Likewise, women that are really talking about this. So yeah, the way they can contact me, my social media handles are financially savvy Latina. Um, the only one that's different is my Twitter feed, which is fin savvy Latina. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's a it's a long one. And then uh, the website is financially savvy in 20 minutes, which is the name of my book. It's a series of books. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. So it's for those that are interested in yeah learning, especially if they're dealing with student debt. And I have a podcast as well that was launched yes. in March, because so I'm really excited. So I was like, so I'm always honored when I talk to women like you because i'm like okay cool i'm learning so much from you as well um also it's called the same name it's financially savvy in 20 minutes and it's it's tips and tricks and tribulations of self-made millionaires so just interviews of them of what they're wow what they went through and and the more yeah we can get because a lot of us don't know that there's women and people and men that are doing, you know, amazing things that come from humble beginnings. So, watch out. You never know. Good ladies, you're gonna be on it and be like, yes, I remember the day when oh. we were starting out. You know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome, you guys. Because I just know, like I said, from the tips that I've heard so far, um, that I get from you and this our, in our conversations that we've had, uh, I've been enlightened so much by you, Natalie. I truly, truly. Um, just feel so connected to you and we're, we're so happy that you're on here and we would love, love, love for you to come back and share more tip. Um, anytime you, you know, you're always welcomed here. So anytime. Thank you
1: so much. I'd be happy to, yeah, listeners send them your top, you know, what is it you want to learn? Because that's exactly how they'll be able to cater, whether it's for kids or for, for women or whatever it might be. So once again, thank you ladies so much for the opportunity.
0: So yes. Thank you again, Natalie. And you guys, thank you for listening